Hey, it's Sarah. And I'm Erin. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. Oh, hello, friends. Oh, hello. We're back at it here, friends, and we're giving you another episode. But this episode is going to be a little different. Um, which I'm assuming you know that because you've probably read the title before hitting play on this episode. Probably. I love when people at the beginning of podcasts are like, in case you did know what today's episode's about, everyone's already read the description. <laughs> you know everyone's already done it. Um, but anyway, uh, we're doing another Shithead Stories episode because one of our OG listeners, Jamie, sent us an incredible story um in which all the names have been changed however i will talk about where it took place because she does mention where it took place generally Mm -hmm. not like an address and it's a pretty interesting location um but anyway what i wanted to plug up top was that everyone should be sending us stories like this to 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com or to Mm -hmm. any of our social medias at 31 nights of scary shit she sent us this through um actually i don't know if it's a she i think it's a she um sent us this through Facebook uh, Messenger. So just send us the stories. We will read them. I don't even care if it's a creepypasta. I don't even care. Like, I don't (laughs) care if it's made up. I just want to say this person sent us this. I want to read it to you. Because we want to hear from you, friends. And because we want to hear from you, and we have been listening to you, because I did get a couple of messages about this a couple months back, we are going to start some memberships with some extra content. Mm-hmm. extra content friends Which not just I better get better on the regular content <laughs> and, the deli- well, no. and the timely delivery well, of it, that it's not necessarily going to be like our regular weekly yeah. impeccably researched yeah new york times level research that's not true <laughs> it's just what some uh, guy on the subway told us <laughs> it's just what some dude on the metro told us neighbors next door um, told a story oh yeah the winners that live next yeah. door yeah if my neighbors are listening, wait a minute. They might be listening to our podcast. I don't, Dallas, you just said his name. I don't. Okay, that's a that's a place as well, Aaron. Like I don't think people are going to be like. Oh, obviously, it's the Dallas she, that lives on Bleep Road. She meant Arizona. <laughs> his name is Arizona. No, no, no. His name is Dallas. And <laughs> if you're listening, Dallas. Thank you for listening. And thank you for listening. (laughs) You send us an email. And send us an email about the scary shit that happens at our house. Because I'm (laughs) sure you hear weird shit all the time. Um, But uh, what was I even saying? Don't even know where I was going with this. uh, We're going to be reading Jamie's email. We're going to be reading Jamie's email. There we go. So Jamie sent us this and she made me, she specifically said she's changing the names of people, obviously. Which I... 100% agree. But what I wanted to talk about is where it takes place. It takes place in Holiday Island, Arkansas. Ooh, I like the name of that. It's by a lake, obviously, because Arkansas is landlocked. Uh, In the Ozark Mountains. Okay. Ozark. Spooky. Spooky. Speaking of Ozarks, new season is out. I don't watch that. Oh my God, Erin. No, I don't have time to start another show now. Oh my God. God, it's the okay. So they split the. I don't care if you have any frame of reference; it doesn't matter. The last season is being split into two parts. So this is the first part part of the last season. It's incredible. For my friends out there that actually do watch Ozark, please send me an email so we can talk about it. Since Aaron's lame and doesn't watch it, I don't have time to start another show. 
Excuse. It's all this extra um, podcasting I'm doing now. Well, there you go. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It helps with my podcasting. I was watching Narcos the other day, and I literally we got like two or three seasons into it. And I went, oh my gosh, this is like pre Ozark. Oh, is it? So like Narcos, <laughs> it's like the drug dealing part, oh, and then yeah. Ozark is like the money laundering part. Gotcha. So it's like the two parts of uh, crime enterprise. There you go, friends. If you want to know some I, Netflix shows that connect, I would there think you money go. laundering would be like. Now, don't get me wrong; I'm not going to launder anyone's money, but I think I would enjoy the. It's very complicated. The organizational aspect of that and the detail and that it's very, very complicated is what I've learned. I also thought laundering was actually washing money. Oh well, like scrubbing it in. A washing machine. Did you wash Breaking Bad? You had to have learned what it was from that, right? Yes. But what I'm saying is I actually genuinely thought that that's what it was at one point, (laughs) was literally putting it in a washing machine. Which, I I mean, I guess to a certain extent, depending on what the money is being transported in, you would have to wash it. But, like, I thought that's what laundering was. Like, a laundromat. (laughs) Right. Anyway. Um, Jamie's letter is not about that, but I just thought it would be good to know that that is where it is taking place is in the Ozark Mountains. Spooky yes. to begin with. Spooky situations. So this is long and I'm reading it verbatim as much as I can. But <laughs> just to give you a frame of reference, this is taken from a journal from Jamie's friend's mother who wrote about this after the incident. Okay. So both the friend... And the friend's mom have spoken to Jamie about this. Now, just RIP, the friend's mother has passed away, has since passed away. So very sorry Sorry. about that. Um, And, you know, I hope she lived a long life and was very joyous in the rest of her life. But um, this is what was written. March 17th, 1990. It was a normal work day and I went home very tired. I thought I'd go to bed early with my 20-month-old baby girl, Mallory, and get some sound sleep. After supper, I told my teenage daughter, Tony, that we, Mallory and I, were going to bed. My teenage daughter, 14, lay down in front of the TV to wait for Saturday Night Live to come on later. It was 9 p.m. Tony was getting over a sore throat, so I reminded her not to fall asleep on the floor. As I was laying in bed and nursing Mallory off to sleep, I was looking out the hexagon window to my left. I love the very specific nature of the shape of the window because I can visualize Mm -hmm. this. All of a sudden, I saw a very wide streak of light coming down from the north and reaching to the east over a mountain across the valley from our house. Okay, so let me give you some geography here. If you have no no concept of mountains, there are mountains and valleys. (laughs) Mm-hmm. valleys are the things in between the mountains she's saying that she saw a light go from the north side and reach across to the east which went, would have gone across a valley mm-hmm. okay i know that for you get that for our listeners <laughs> it was so fast when it happened that i didn't have time to yell at tony downstairs but when the white streak reached over the hill then a white flash lit up the whole sky hmm. i imagine like a thunderclap kind mm-hmm. of situation it was eerie to see I yelled then to Tony and asked if she saw that. She saw the flash, she said, but was not looking out in my direction to see the streak of light. So she saw the flash, didn't see the like mm-hmm. light beam. Wow. Somehow I felt kind of afraid and told her to sleep with us. 
But then I remembered her sore throat and I didn't want the baby to catch it and told her to go ahead and sleep downstairs. It's such a mom move. Like, I don't want all of us to be sick, so you stay downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did I go? Um, I asked her what time it was. 9.40, she said. She's still laying in, she was still laying in front of the TV downstairs. I fell asleep thinking I'll probably hear whatever crashed or exploded the next day in town. She just assumed something right. must have, you know, happened. Around 2.30 a.m., it's always flipping 2.30 a.m. I woke and heard the TV was still going. Some news brief with softball going on. I went downstairs in a few minutes and found Tony still sound asleep on her blanket by the TV. I shook her and told her to get to bed. It was 2.30 a.m. I remember seeing the time on the TV as I turned it off. I walked over to the kitchen to fix a Pepsi. <laughs> to fix, fix a, Pepsi. a Pepsi. I love that. <laughs> And saw the time, 2.30, on the microwave oven. It comes back in a second why she keeps referring to the time. <laughs> I went back over to Tony because she didn't seem to wake up. I shook her foot and said, it's 2.30, get to bed now. Such a mom thing. She went to her bed. I went back upstairs, which is a loft. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's like a little spiral staircase yeah. that goes up to where the loft is. An open bedroom over then she describes it in this journal. An open bedroom overlooking the downstairs into the kitchen and also into the open living room. I lay in bed thinking, well, I've slept about five hours. I wonder if I'll get back to sleep now. I lay looking out at the at all the stars and thinking how bright it was for only half of a moon that was slowly rising up over my windowsill. I couldn't sleep. I started thinking about everything in my life, from being a little girl till now. The good and the bad things I've experienced. I was then in prayer with God for everything in my life and asking for forgiveness for the evil I'd even done. I'd ever done. My prayers are private, so I'll keep that to myself. But at the end, I did say I don't know for sure how I fit in all this, but I asked for his guidance to help. Amen. I guess she wrote a little prayer. I had just finished my prayer, and then something very bright caught my eye to the left out of the same hexagon window that I had seen the streak of light go over the mountain at 9.40 p.m. earlier that night. Mm -hmm. Okay. I watched it come over the mountain, and since the night sky was so bright, I could see the outline of the mountain completely. I set up in my (laughs) waterbed, such a 90s (laughs) statement, next to the baby, which was sleeping. How the baby is sleeping in a waterbed next to you, I don't know. (laughs) I kept watching it move around. The light, not the baby. baby. (laughs) (laughs) I had to read that a few times and go, wait a second, wait, what is happening? Um, Looking at it through a tree next to our house. So there's a tree next to the house. She's looking at the light through the tree, like through the branches of the tree. Sometimes I need help with visualizing. It was then that I remembered the streak and flash of light in the same direction that she was currently looking in. So I thought it must be a search plane or a helicopter looking for something because of the way it moved. I would never have thought that. But I guess if you're in the mountains, maybe that happens. Yeah. Um, uh, It moved down below the mountain line. I realized it couldn't possibly be a helicopter or a plane because it didn't make a sound at all. So it moved down into the valley where the house was Mm -hmm. and it didn't make a sound. Right. It was moving side to side Mm -hmm. and up and down. Mm. It was so unusual that I couldn't keep my eye off of it, which I think is a big, like, if you can't not look at it, that means it's pretty weird. Mm -hmm. Then I thought, I've got to get Tony up here to see this thing. All of a sudden, after I thought of my daughter, Tony, The thing seemed to glow brighter, and it moved in a very funny way. 
There's a time in here where I was watching it that I felt it seemed to know what I was thinking and where I was. Ew. It kept doing something, but I can't even for the life of me remember. Oh, no. But when I thought of yelling downstairs for Tony, I got this most hard fear that came over me like nothing I'd ever experienced in my life. It's the fear, I mean, it's the fear, I mean, that seems to shake my soul. I felt frozen. I remember yelling to the top of my lungs, Tony, and trying to watch this thing coming over the valley. It was still about half a mile across the valley. It seemed to me to change in some way, but I couldn't remember what. I was really scared at this, and I screamed Tony once again, so this is the second time. While I was yelling her name for the second time, and I know it was the second time, I turned my face away from the window. In my second yell, it felt like a million pins and needles were hitting me, and I remembered a sizzling sound like an egg frying in hot grease. Oh, no. My left side of my face and my eye and my neck were getting hit. So she had just turned like this, like towards the door. And this whole side of her face, the left whole side of her face was like frying. Mm-hmm. Um, it hurt and it was hurting very quickly. I remember thinking that SOB hurt me. <laughs> and I screamed Tony for the third time. Only when I was yelling out her name, did it sound like I was in a long tunnel. With her name stretched out real long. Tony. Like that. I felt a rush of something so strong and powerful. Enter my left ear. Which was turned to the window. It wasn't a sound, but like heavy with energy. As it went through my ear, I felt like I probably completely shook. Also, I remember my left eye was becoming dark. I'm assuming her vision. Mm-hmm. Like something in front of half of my face. When it reached my nose halfway, I heard myself say, it's all right. And you're not going to black out. Then the darkness left and I sat in the same spot, but really kept screaming till I heard Tony yell, what? Huh. From the living room. I remember thinking, I can't believe she's asking what so calmly. I yelled, get up here now. I can't remember if I looked back out the window at the thing or what, but I remember touching the side of my face and being confused. What had really just happened? The next thing I knew, Tony was walking in front of my bed and sitting down on the side of the hexagon window. I don't remember her climbing the spiral staircase next to our bed. Oh, I just got chills. And the next morning, she couldn't remember coming up the stairs either. I figured she was half awake and I was still in a state of shock. My baby Mallory jumped her jumped her arms and legs up when I first screamed for Tony and didn't move again that night. So she was only alarmed by the yelling, not by anything else. Tony sat on the edge of the bed as I was saying, what is that? Then I looked over her shoulder and out the window and said, I want you to see this thing. It had moved closer to us by then. It had moved closer to us. It was still coming and it had made a 90 degree turn and came straight towards the house. We've got, we had gotten up off the bed and looked up through the tree limbs at it. It just hung there, silent, no sound whatsoever. You could see the shape of it very clearly, round and very bright gold or white. It seemed to have a front to it with either windows or brighter lights. It was disc shaped. Then the brightness seemed to just go out in a flash. Then other lights on opposite sides and on the back and under it turned on. 
They were all different colors, red and green and yellow and blue, and they seemed to pulsate. Hmm. It was in some sort of pattern. Didn't move very slowly. Um, like it was gliding over the entire roof line of our house. Very common occurrence in UFO sightings. Uh, we could follow it. We were watching out all the windows across to the other hexagon window. We stood watching it in plain view. It stopped again for a few seconds and kept doing the lights. I told Tony, you've got to remember this. <laughs> remember what it looks like. There's no sound to it. It glided across the backyard and over the cedar trees. We watched till it was out of sight going towards the west. So it came from the north over to the east and then circled back around to the west. Um, my 14-year-old didn't get upset about seeing it. Of course, she's 14. Mm. She just wondered, like me, what it was. We all slept together that night, or at least my two daughters slept and I was terrified. I stayed awake looking at the stars and fell asleep when I saw the sun coming up. In about an hour, my baby sat up in bed. Remember, she had not been awake during any of this. She pointed out the hexagon window <laughs> and pointed back to her eyes and said, Lights! Eyes! Ew. She turned to look out the other window and repeated it again. Pointed out, she pointed out the hexagon window to the west, where it had left, and said, lights, eyes, again, three times. Three times. After she had said Tony's name three times. Uh -huh. Just interesting things. I was so tired at the moment that I got her to lay back down and nurse. It didn't occur to me till two or three days later that what she had said and done pointing to the windows and then to her eyes meant she saw what had happened. Mm -hmm. Bits and pieces were slowly coming back to me for the next few weeks. This was written like significantly after the incident. Mm -hmm. So she didn't have all these details right after it happened. Mm -hmm. My ear bothered me so much. Remember the ear that had mm -hmm. felt the energy go through it. In a few days that I went to my doctor, I told him about seeing a UFO go over my house. <laughs> I told him that I thought it did something to my ear. He sat down to listen to my story, but I could tell in his eyes he didn't believe me. Mm -hmm. She wanted to give me, or yeah, she wanted to give me some drops for my ears, but I never filled it knowing it wouldn't help. Don't know if I agree with that statement, but mm -hmm. I get where she was going with that. I paid the $40 bill and I left. I was still worried about my ear. He said it looked normal. Just as normal as the other ear did, which I don't know if that helps because if it's your right. same body, I don't know if that makes any difference. He only looked in it with their usual ear instruments that doctors use during routine checkups. I don't know what she means. <laughs> what, what does she want? An alien ear inspector? I don't know. <laughs> Within two weeks, however, my ear had changed from the hot, swollen feeling to an icy cold sensation, which I don't know which is worse. Like someone was holding a cold metal pin deep inside ah, my ear. Yuck. Also, the back roof of my mouth and partway down my throat on the left side felt like I'd been eating some ice cubes. Weird. It stays cold now. <laughs> and it still feels like that in my ear. <sighs> My left eye got dry one day when the other one was normal feeling like some cotton was in it. I've had uncontrollable crying spells and fear of staying in my own home. I was also afraid the night was coming on. <laughs> like, afraid of night. Yeah. I also had another sighting of another UFO two weeks after this one at my house. 
We were driving on North 23 following behind two other cars. I believe they also saw what I was seeing because they both threw on the brake lights the same time we did. The same kind of dish-shaped object was in the sky. It just seemed to materialize full-sized against the night sky and went around the mountain in front of all of us. I don't know who the two other cars were, but they seemed to have seen the same thing I did by the way they both hit their brake lights. And we were on a fairly straight road at the time, which is unusual for Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which is near Holiday Island, where the original story was from. Um, anytime we're out driving at night, I keep my eyes glued to the sky and usually my daughter and I can spot one out. A UFO. Hmm. They don't look like airplane lights at all. Although I feel that they do try to imitate a plane and also imitate helicopters too. Well, I'm not much of a writer or speller, so I hope you can make something out of mine and my daughter's experience. I'll close with this saying from my mother, never say never because it will be sure to happen to you. Oh boy. So that's from the friend's mom. Mm -hmm. And this is what, um, uh, Tony has to, or not Tony, uh, Jamie had to add about this part, I guess. This is just an extra that was not a part of the journal, but my friend Tony did mention that there was a news brief the night after the event that mentioned something falling out of the sky around 9 47 PM. Hmm. Um, and was reported to have been witnessed by many people in Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Missouri. Mm-hmm. My mother did the mother didn't see the news brief, um, but she had. Um, but she hasn't been able to find any information about it mm-hmm. since then. And I also was not able to find any information about it. However, I don't know exactly when this took place. Right. Okay. This is from Jamie. Mm-hmm. Okay. For a short time I lived with my friend Tony and her mother in that very house. And I can assure you from my own personal experience that something strange did happen while I was living there. (laughs) Tony and I were hanging out in the upstairs bedroom when she told me that she wasn't feeling very well. I felt her forehead, and sure enough, she had quite a fever. Mind you, it was summertime, and there was no flu or cold going around at the time. I was really surprised at how hot she was. I made her go downstairs and get into the bathtub and take a cool bath to try and lower her fever. She cried because it was so cold to her. I had taken her temperature prior to this, and it was 106. That's death. (laughs) Yeah. I was really scared because I was also a kid, so I didn't know that 106 was dangerous, like, need to go to the hospital. I just knew that 106 was really high. Yeah. I forced her to get into the bathtub where it was tepid, not freezing, and it was like pins and needles to her. Well, yeah, she's 106 Mm -hmm. degrees. Any kind of temperature that's not 106 is going to hurt. I'm not going to lie. I forced her head into the water and made her stay in it for a while. (laughs) Sounds like you were trying to kill your friend. (laughs) After a few minutes, I let her out of the bathtub and she dried off and we went back upstairs to the loft bedroom. She was drying off and was going to get back into clothes and into bed when she started screaming and crying. (laughs) I was like, what's wrong? What is it? She was crying that something was stinging her back. I turned her around and I saw scratch marks going down her back. Almost as if somebody had been scratching her with fingernails. Not enough to make her bleed, but enough to make red marks across her back. That's the most, that's most of my memory. I remember not much else except she got into pajamas and got into bed. And within the next day, she had no fever as if nothing had ever happened. Scratches were gone. Fever was gone. I don't understand what happened and I may never understand, but I believe without a shadow of a doubt that something happened to my friend Tony and her mother that night. Um... 
Thanks for trusting us with the story. Terrifying, no doubt, as a single mother living on Holiday Island in Arkansas. I would imagine being a single mother living living that experience, that would have been terrifying. Um, people still to this day refer to that house as the alien house on Holiday Island. Wow. Yep. Um, and then... Why can't that happen to me? Yeah. So we had Tony's permission to read it. I'm assuming Tony is the changed name because Jamie refers to Tony 80 million times in this. Right. Her mother sadly has passed away since from cancer. Mm. Very sad. Very sad. But crazy flipping story. I so do and don't want that to happen to me. You know? I know. There's There have been times where I have seen things and I've been like, oh, that's definitely like, I don't know what that is. So like technically yeah. it's unidentified. But like, I've been like, oh, that's definitely an alien. But if something like that were to happen to me, I that would freak me out. I don't know how I would function. Well, you know, if the thing is, I, I was visualizing this because when I, when I lived in my old house, which was very much facing mountains, um, I can remember how scary it used to be when the sky would light up. So even in a normal situation, when you're a kid and you see the whole sky light up and you see like a storm coming over the horizon, that is terrifying enough. Even when your parents are like, okay, there's an explanation for this. But you imagine like seeing something coming from that distance and knowing, okay, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. I just was envisioning like if I would have been sitting in front of that big picture window in my house, if I would have seen that, oh my God. It would have been terrifying. It would have been absolutely terrifying. I just imagine, like, you know, the worst thunderstorm of your life where it's, like, constantly lighting up the sky. And when you actually feel like the bolt of lightning is right there in your yeah. room because you see it so clearly. Yeah. And then to realize it's not moving organically. Yeah, I don't like that. That's the part that I don't like is when you go, oh, wait, no, that's that's being moved. Well, I told you when I was driving to work that day and those lights just didn't move. And I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. I'm moving. They're not moving. But I couldn't yeah. do anything about it. And then I Googled. Did anybody see anything? There was nothing. But I'm like. Yeah, but then it's just, it's that moment when you're driving and you're like, okay, that could be a radio tower. But remember, if I'm driving towards it, it's going to look like it's getting larger. Yeah. So it's going to look like it's going to move. And then you're like, oh, shit, it's not moving. No. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, and it that's was at an unnatural elevation. It wasn't it wasn't high enough and well, wasn't low enough. Like in the story, it went like, below the mountain line. Yeah, and I'm that's like, when you're like, uh oh. Yeah. And I'm, I'm driving thinking, is anybody else seeing that? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I'm probably going to cause an accident, yeah, but everyone needs to see this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is a website that does uh, that it for Maryland with all the UFO sightings that are mm-hmm. reported. And I go on there sometimes just to be like, oh, let's go. What's going on? What can mm-hmm. we see up in the night sky? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was a crazy week this week with the full moon. Yes, it was. I agree. The start of the week with a full moon kind of made the rest of the week even more insane. But anyway, so yeah, thank you, Jamie, for that story. We want to hear from more of our shitheads. So send us your stories at 31 nights of scary yeah. shit at gmail.com. If you want to be part of the shithead society, which is now what I'm calling it, <laughs> um, we need you to donate to our Venmo at 31 um, at podcast 31 nights or to our buy me a coffee, which is linked in the show notes. We're going to have some memberships going up, but if you donate anything, even a dollar, we send you free shit and it's kind of cool. And with our memberships, we're going to have some extra content. Make sure you follow all the social medias at 31 nights of scary shit or at scary shit pod. If you're on the Twitter and just make sure to, uh, stay spooky. Uh, bye.